All right. So we're here with Champagne Graves. Okay. I was like, I forgot to double check how to say your name. And I was like, oh, please don't let me butcher this. People are like, is it really champagne? And it is. Oh, I was like, I hope it's champagne because, you know, you are a celebration. Hello. (laughs) I try to be, definitely. But uh, you are the owner of Bold Babes Co., which, guys, this is like seriously a really awesome company. In her application, she put that it's a collaborative platform that helps millennial women start and stay in business through your awesome monthly workshop series of the goal setting sessions, which will take you guys from your idea all the way to how to scale it and just create a boss ass business. I would love to hear more about it because, I mean, seriously, your business sounds amazing. Yes. So, um, really funny thing about my business. I started it with $20 and, um, honestly, I kind of didn't know anything about starting an online business, but you know, I was online, obviously I'm a millennial. So I'm utilizing social media and that's kind of when the whole influencer thing was just popping off and everyone was blogging and all this other good stuff. And so I really wanted to create something um, that I didn't have because Bold Babes Companies is my second business. And when I started my first business, I was in health and wellness And I just didn't feel embraced at all as a business owner. There was always something that um, was an excuse that was keeping me from my money. Like, um, you're too young, or it was my race, or it was my gender, or it was something. You know, Um, I would get all the time that, oh, you're really well-qualified, well-spoken. It's obvious that you're um, well-researched and you know what you're doing. But... I just think that like in 10 years, you're going to be great, but why should I wait 10 years? I was ready to do it now, you know? And so, um, I really just put in the sweat equity and more than anything, I worked on building relationships with other women that were, um, trying to develop goals within their own business. So I partnered up with a lot of service workers, exchanged a lot of services with them, and they really believed in the movement. Um, and I really just kind of utilized my own skills as a connector and, um, we've evolved a lot. And I think that more than anything, it's been a fun journey, just experimenting. And I think, especially as women in business, we don't give ourselves enough grace to innovate. Um, we just think that we have to have it right immediately. And it has to be amazing once when it pops off. And we are so afraid of failing or the word failure or what is so-and-so going to think. And it just is all about giving ourselves grace um, to innovate and experiment and evolve and also um, building a culture where we're ready to invest in one another. Um, Honestly, what I find in women's empowerment movements is it's, it's it's a lot of fun feelings, right? Um, we're, we're taking photos, we're having mimosas and brunch, and that's fun, and I do that too, you know, when, when COVID wasn't a thing, when jerbies weren't around or whatever, we definitely brunched it up, but more than anything, it's, um, I really impressed upon the members 
that we need to be investing in one another, whether it's meeting off-site after this is done, whether it's figuring out um, how we can exchange services. Um, we really need to look at how we're spending our dollars, especially if we're gonna spend them anyways. So yeah, um, just constantly um, talking to women, seeing what they need to stay supported and um, to stay in business because we need women's ideas. We need them to stay in the game. We don't need any woman to give up and um, you know, the rejection is redirection and um, just staying, um, you know, just staying flexible is the, the number one thing about being a bull babe. And uh, it's being bold enough to ask for the yes and being bold enough to accept a no too. So yeah, it was a mouthful. <laughs> I freaking love you. <laughs> Can we just be best friends? I'm like listening. Of course. Yes. Are <laughs> we <Literally> crunching, girl? <laughs> right? I'll be honest. I'm I'm sober. I'm a sober person, but oh, I will drink that orange juice in a champagne pool. Totally so crazy. It. Totally do it. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just like she's like mentioning giving grace. That's something I tell you guys all the time. Give yourself grace and just all of it. And I'm just like, oh my god! Like, don't look like a crazy person on here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yeah, you are, I'm telling you, man, like, we're, we're best friends now. It's official. Yes, I'm here for it. <laughs> you guys definitely need to check her out. Her Instagram's going to be in the show notes, but for sure, like, if you guys are not following her and looking at her and just acknowledging that this beautiful woman is, like, creating the most amazing container for people, like, oh, God, all right, I gotta stop gushing. Oh. Questions, all right. <laughs> So in the application that you did to be on this podcast, which by the way, guys, blew me the fuck away. So obviously she had to be on here. You oh. wrote about losing your best friend and mm -hmm. it fueled your first business. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear more about that journey because it's such, yeah. a, it's such an interesting path to be like, okay, I, I lost someone very dear and this is a very hard time. I'm going to take that and create a world to help people. I mean, my god like that's yeah. just amazing yeah um i i actually answered kind of a little bit of this in an interview on thursday and it's really was a question of i have a make i have to make a decision because i had just lost my soulmate, you know, the person who knew me inside out loved me unconditionally he was my biggest cheerleader and um, I just did not feel like it. I didn't understand the logic in it. And I just didn't want to invest in continuing um, living. And so I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. I was, I was just like a shell of myself. I didn't even know. I, and I still, to this day, kind of don't really remember parts of my life before he died. Um, just because that's what depression and trauma does to you. I, I don't think a lot of people really realize that it does fuck with your memory a lot. And um, yeah, uh, and that's just, uh, that's just a trauma response, right? So um, there was just one day where I was in my car and I call my car like my, my cry center because it is just where I can just go and cry and just um, 
be with my creator and um, be with Harrison, who's my best friend, and be with my ancestors, the people that are surrounding me, and, and just scream out to them, talk to them, whatever I need to do without being judged, except for the people on the highway, you know? <laughs> you just think it's road rage. It's fine. <laughs> um, and so um, God just said to me that you're supposed to be here. There's a reason why you're here. And I just started exploring it ever since. And more and more boldly than ever before. I was just so over the idea of doing things small or the idea that I had limits on my life after this. I was like, I literally made it to rock bottom and I decided to live anyways. I'm going to do the damn thing. So I really just kind of came up with a bucket list. Like, what do I want to do in this one short ass life? What do I want to do? And then I thought about Harrison, like, what did he want to do? Because he just was like a kind, the kind of person, I think he kind of knew that he ha had a short lifespan because he was always just doing the craziest shit, <laughs> like always traveling, always connecting with people, always loving on folks, just always living every day like it was his last and so I just kind of adopted that attitude with every single goal that I put my mind to and so you know most people if they have $20 to their name they're not going to think oh I can use this $20 and it's going to be enough to start a business but to me in my mindset now and what I went through I was just like I'm sorry like a normal person would say hey like that's not enough but Girl, you've been through hell and back, and God said that you're supposed to still be here. You better get after it, because there's opportunities out there for you. There's things out there for you. Go get your things. Hell, yeah. Out of curiosity, what'd you use 20 bucks for? <laughs> um, on a Facebook ad. Okay, that's like, to, to the date, the best Facebook ad I've ever run, and I didn't do any kind of, like, anything okay so when we first started out we were a t-shirt line of all things that's what i'm talking about evolution guys <laughs> like we were a t-shirt line and um i needed models for the t-shirt line and i am based here in dallas and i had this vision of um us walking in a cityscape like 10 to 12 models of all different shapes and colors and sizes and we're repping our city where we're wearing these amazing shirts and we're talking about empowerment and that's exactly what happened it was so awesome i met this amazing um girl shout out to sheena lou she is my girl and she was starting her production company i told her all about what i wanted to do she um created a video our first commercial for us um i found all of the models like over 50 women applied um to that facebook ad and i got 10 models of all different shapes color sizes and i'm still connected to those women to this day and kind of uh the evolution started right there at that photo shoot because um you can kind of see in the bts if you go on our facebook um like scroll all the way back <laughs> um we are sitting around in a circle in the cafe before we go do the shoot and we're talking about um our goals in life and i'm just saying 
you know, I'm talking about how grateful I am to these girls because they had, they didn't know me at all. And, you know, I'm not paying them for this, but they're just seeing my enthusiasm. They're just seeing my lust for life and they're investing in it. So I wanted to know what they wanted out of this ultimately. So I could do whatever I could to invest in them. And so from there, um, we decided to have a launch party and, um, and so in, in two weeks, I threw the launch party and, um, we got featured in all of the local press. So that was really nice. And, um, we got sponsored by Raising Cane's and Nothing But Cakes and like some really other cool, um, local businesses as well. It was just so amazing how things came together. And I just remember, oh gosh, I'm going to get like really like emotional. Um, cause you know, sometimes when you're in the throes of entrepreneurship, you don't really like think back to when things started and shit was rough and you didn't have a lot. And, um, and for people to just invest in me and I didn't have shit. I didn't have shit except for like enthusiasm and hard work and sweat and just my talents to give them. And that was enough. And I think a lot, we think, we think about ourselves and we're not I'm not enough you think I'm not enough and for people to just be like oh my gosh that's more than enough like just you that's more than enough and um that was just so awesome the way that things kicked off and it's been a hard road um it's been a hard road but it's been so sweet to see how things continuously evolve with this business and all of the blessings that it's introduced to my life whether it's the women it's introduced into my life and continuously introduces into my life i mean i have an amazing job that i love because of this business um i um am doing things that i never imagined I would be able to do because of this business and you know it, it was all it all started with me just saying yes to continuing life even though i didn't know what god had written for the rest of my story and like i just want to preface this by saying that i'm a spiritual person i don't really believe in organized religion but um you know i definitely have a very strong relationship with god i feel like you kind of have to have faith in something when you go through all the shit that i go through <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, so that's how everything started and, um, I'm just continuing on. It's kind of like a journey of, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but also I'm trying to be strategic in it, you know? So I'm vibing. <laughs> Woo! Okay. All right. Get Misty over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like we all sit here, we're like, oh, we don't have enough followers. We don't have enough money. We don't have yeah. enough 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 and really you're a testament i mean let's be honest we we all know what's going on right now with you know black lives matter and i'm, mm -hmm. I'm a white woman mm -hmm. i have not gone anywhere near the shit that i see people on the news go through every time i have never gotten i've gotten pulled over i speed a lot yeah. <laughs> a lot <laughs> they have never Never had their hand on a gun, never had any aggression towards me. But my friend in the same county, same exact county, they do it for her all the time. Yeah. And she's she's half black, half white. 
Yeah. I mean, it's horrible. So if you ever feel like you can't do something, there is a beautiful black woman on this podcast that is telling you she had 20 bucks for a Facebook ad, a shit ton of enthusiasm, and an amazing idea. And look at her now. You guys can always do it. You don't need everything. You just need yeah. yourself. Yes. And you, oh my God, you were going through a horrible time and you did it. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, when I lost my dad, I had to sit in a victim mentality for like five years. <laughs> and you know, and it, it ebbs and flows. You know, I, I definitely want to say that um, healing isn't a linear process. You know, shit, tomorrow could be a different story because I know last week was looking <laughs> like I was like, mm, God be with me. Allah, Jesus, Abba, whatever, like, I need something, because it's just, life is gonna throw some shit at you, and, um, you know, I definitely don't want to be somebody who, um, who invalidates anybody's struggle, because I want to say that, yes, I'm a black woman, um, but also I'm a class black woman, you know, I grew up mid upper middle class, mm. you know, um, I, and, and then also the vernacular, the way in which I speak, I don't feel like I speak white, but others perceive it that way, right, and so yeah, it I makes that same, you know, like, I oh, you that. speak white, like, I hate I'm that. Sorry, shit. I live so in annoying. Florida. Like they're it's so annoying. But like, the honestly, doesn't matter. They all speak the way they want to speak. <laughs> I know, right? And it doesn't make me any more anything. But it does. It does affect the way that people perceive you. And um, you know, it's a funny thing that you say about being pulled over by the police. There was one time that I was in Manhattan with my boyfriend. And by the way, that's a very privileged statement, right? I was in Manhattan with my boyfriend. Yeah, so I was in Manhattan with my boyfriend and we were talking about the, uh, you know, police. And I'm a very strong advocate about racial equality and things like that. We actually had a racial roundtable um, discussion after George Floyd's death, um, in which we brought 20 women of all different races together and spoke about it. And we and talked about how it's affect, how it affects women in business, how it affects women in their careers, all of those good things. But anyways, back to New York. I'm talking with my boyfriend and there's this white woman who's ear hustling like right next to us. And she's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it makes me laugh to this day. Um, she's like, I'm sorry, I was just overhearing your conversation, and I just want to say, you are a lovely young lady. You sound very proper and professional. I could never see you having a problem with the police. And like, I swear, me and my boyfriend both like paused and we were like, <laughs> record scratch. <laughs> And so it was kind of like a nuanced and layered discussion that we continuously have because he's white, I'm black, you know, we're constantly having that discussion. I constantly have to keep myself in check because I want to always acknowledge my privileges as well. Because if I know my privilege, I can leverage that to help out people who aren't as privileged as I am. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm fucking white woman. I'm the definition of privilege. The only way I could be more privileged is to be a man. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So that means if I see somebody, you know, getting pulled over, I stop. I started, especially lately, like I don't, I don't sit there and like get creepy about it, but you know, yeah. I'll pull over in a gas station and I'll just wait a second and I'll see what happens and I'll see how the cop responds mm-hmm. and just wait because you never know. Like maybe just yeah. being there and having that audience, you know, you could save somebody's life because they have to be accountable for their choices because they're like, there's like eight people watching me. Yeah. <laughs> it can make a difference. It, it definitely can. And I love that you do that. That's amazing. And it's that's something uh, it's something it's brand amazing. new. Yeah. yeah, it's an amazing um, way to just leverage your privilege in your everyday life. And I love that. Yeah. I was ignorant, man. I was so ignorant about it until I went to like a predominantly black school and I was like a white goth girl. So I was bullied because they're like, yeah, I bet. Devil. she's the devil. <laughs> no fans are both about it. So, you know, growing up in that, I'm like, what are you talking about? They have issues. Like, I. I thought it was normal. I thought it was completely normal. I didn't even realize until probably like halfway through college. I was like, wow, I'm the only, like, like there's no, nobody but white women in this class. Like, because I went to a predominantly black school. So I didn't consider them minorities. Mm -hmm. And then I'm hearing all this stuff about like, you know, uh, police brutality. This was like way, it was like 10 years ago. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Y'all crazy. Because it didn't happen in front of me. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a sheriff that was Hispanic, so he was, you know, how they have the high school sheriff. Like, he wasn't racist. He was fine. Like, I saw gender, but I didn't see the race issue until yeah. until I had uh, my um one of my girlfriends that is half black, half white, and then I saw her have to go through, and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm an idiot. Like, this is real. <laughs> like, I'm stupid. I did not know about this. But it took, that was five, six years ago? Yeah. And you can change, and I'm not perfect. Like, I'm still learning so much as I'm like moving forward. And that's the whole thing, like, just change. Just do what you can, just do everything you can. Our whole entire quarter three, um, we donate to charities every quarter and we pick a different one. And quarter three, ever since George Floyd, is now the Loveland Foundation, which is a therapy fund for black women. Like, you just have to find ways to help people. But it's crazy that, I don't know how I got on this riff, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's, it's awesome. I think it's totally in line. And I think, I think um, speaking to what you said and what we were talking about earlier about grace, um, you know, you're, you're making change. You're doing what you need to do. And, and I think that that's, all, that's awesome. And you give yourself grace and you just move forward and you just do better. And I think that that's what it's all about for all of us. Yeah. And everyone's enough and you just do better every day. Yes. That's all that you guys get out of this podcast episode. You are all enough and you just do better every day. I totally like geared from these questions, too. (laughs) 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 Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. This is like my favorite conversation. Don't tell the others. (laughs) I'm posting this publicly, but you're my favorite now. So what led you to educating women on their mental health and how it affects their entrepreneurial pursuits? Because that is so specific and I love it. Yeah. 
Um, so it really started um, when I first started in business because I started my business after my first business after my best friend died. And along with that business, I started a mental health blog. And really, it was just kind of a personal journal that I wasn't expecting anybody else to read. I've always been a writer ever since I was little. Um, it's funny, my mom keeps all of these journals, but I actually had um, like a duvet, like a big tall ass dresser full of like those like 80 page notebooks like all written through all written through of just short stories i was huge into fan fiction when i was little i was just like a bookworm and it's so wild because i don't read that much anymore i think it's like i only like read my own copy at this point <laughs> i'm like I need to get more time to like read for pleasure but anyways um i'm not gonna drift um so I started my mental health blog. I'm chronicling my journey as a business owner, um, but also um, in my mental health. Like I'm talking about, do, do I think that Harrison would be proud of me? Because he was always my biggest cheerleader. And that, um, you know, I can even look back on old Facebook messages. And the beautiful thing about having a relationship in modern times is you can just look on Facebook and see the whole entire relationship between you and you guys. Um, and so that's what I do on sad days. I just go back to our Facebook and just like look at stuff. But um, he was always very encouraging of me. He would always um, tell me, I see you being so successful. I see you helping other women. And I see you being someone who really impacts the world. And when we were 18, 19 years old, and I'm just, like, you know, la, 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 I'm just like in la la land thinking I just have the best boyfriend in the world. Like, I mean, I even remember this time when we had speech together and he wrote about the most influential person in the in his world and it was me and it was just the sweetest thing ever. Everyone in the speech class was just Everyone in the speech class cried. My teacher cried. I cried. Even some guys in the class cry. cried. And it was just so awesome. And what he said in that speech, I will remember to this day, he literally, like, told the story of my life. He was talking about, like, how he saw me being an entrepreneur and, like, helping women and, um, you know, just all of these things and like when you lose something like that it fucking impacts you like the trauma of it is just something that i live with every day and so and in the human side of me misses him like i miss him not being able to talk back to me i know he's here with me always but i miss my friend and so you know what else can I do but you know just to write to him and to talk to him and to be like I hope you're proud of me I hope that I'm doing everything that you saw for me in this life and you know in that it, it there's there comes anxiety there comes sad feelings there comes a lot that I deal with but I still push forward you know and I know that there's other women who deal with it in other forms other forms of grief there are women who deal with fertility issues who deal with um you know babies that are are gone and not earth side anymore um women who just have so many struggles that they have come to me privately with because i have expressed myself publicly and that's another thing that um 
is has been so important to me i know that there are so many women that are keeping it private because they feel like people will call them crazy people will invalidate their professional work people will make them feel less than because of their private struggles and that's terrible and so i feel like if there's one thing that i can do is just i hope that i can open up a judgment-free zone for those women to feel like yes i've gone through this but this doesn't make me incapable of being successful for the rest of my life oh god <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there, like, especially when you're talking about the speech, I'm like, that's something my fiance would do, and I'm just, <laughs> yeah, and it's so sweet, it's just, like, it's such a sweet, it's a sweet time to look back on, and it's something where, um, you know, uh, especially now that he's gonna have to, like, kind of be like, hey, that's still inside of you, and you can still cheer yourself up, you can still be your own cheerleader, and even if it has to be in his voice in your head, like, you still have an internal dialogue telling you that you can win. Follow it. Every fucking day. What would Harrison do? That's my name. Yeah. <laughs> what would Harrison do? Because he's yeah. amazing, like... <laughs> So I'm um I'm actually in uh this this thing with Gabby Bernstein. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but she uh yeah she talks a lot about spirit guides. I don't know if you've read her new book about um about that, but I honestly think that he definitely is one of yours. Like there's no way in hell he's not. Oh and yeah, he is sure. immensely proud of you. I mean, you literally like created this wonderful container. If he's not sitting there going, "That's my girl," then. <laughs> I don't know, man. It ain't possible. <laughs> I so. Jesus, okay. I'm a crier, but like I keep feeling my eyes getting misty, and when I cry, I ball. So I, that means I'm a good storyteller. <laughs> I know, right? I only no, cry at Marley and me. <laughs> Ooh, okay. All right. So, what are some of the top ways that women's health affect women's mental health affects their entrepreneurial pursuit? that you've noticed? Imposter syndrome, number one, okay? Imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome. Um, we keep ourselves from our money, from our opportunities, from our things, because we're afraid of hearing no. And we gotta get comfortable with the word no, whether it's us saying it or it's hearing it from others, okay? Um, the worst thing that somebody can say is no and so fucking what? like okay um somebody's gonna say yes it's just a matter of going through it but also doing what you need to do to cope after hearing that no i'm not telling you to not feel pain after you hear a no because i feel pain after no's right um and i lick my wounds and then i get up and i keep going and and what you have to do is just figure out like what that process looks like for you and to just get out of your own way and that and what mental illness does is it i don't know for i feel like it manifests differently for a lot of people and uh duh, yeah you know i am a student of psychology and i understand it definitely does manifest for um, in different ways for different people. But what I find when I have personal conversations with other women is, is that it 
more than anything creates this internal dialogue that is constantly putting them down and it's bullshit and really what i do to combat that is to create a counter dialogue and i know it kind of sounds like oh you got voices in your head fighting it <laughs> whatever girl like it just is what it is I didn't ask my brain to be imbalanced. It just came that way, okay? So like, you know, you just have to do what you have to do. And then um, also another way uh, that mental health uh, affects their entrepreneurial pursuits is um, it, it really like the physical aspect of it, you know, like especially if women grapple with depression, um what and like what i find especially if you're an entrepreneur you kind of toggle between depression and mania depression and mania and in that main manic phase you're you're cranking girl you doing that work like you getting done like okay but in like you're doing a crazy amount of work almost as much as making up for that depressed time when you've been flat you have not been able to do anything and really what i have found um com combats that is routines and um consistency and um yeah and just like taking my meds bro like taking my meds on time um because i really feel that that definitely um it, it fucks with like my feelings and obviously my hormones all that other good stuff but um you know there's there's a time and a place for that manic blah 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 roller coaster and i'm not gonna lie and and nobody talks about it but when you're starting up being manic is a fucking blessing oh, it, dude, is it is a blessing okay because <laughs> nobody nobody that you know that is neurotypical can sit there and crank as if they're in goddamn college for three days straight and build a start to finish system you know with marketing and you know and all of the things on point and then all you have to do is just go back and edit after you've had your flat phase like that is how most non-neurotypical ceos work as far as i know and you just have to understand your ebbs and flows and work around them and give yourself grace when you're not feeling amazing like when i'm feeling flat i just allow myself to feel flat and that's the beauty of entrepreneurship right if we like you know non-neurotypical people want to be in entrepreneurship because they want to be able to own their time we have to own our time because like a nine to five is not going to accept you being too depressed to not work yeah it just is what it is I had to walk out of a job once because I was having a panic attack and it got so like crazy bad. I was like, I can't get out of this one. So I just walked out and I was like, fingers crossed I have a job on Monday. <laughs> like, yeah, you got to do what you got to do yeah. and your mental health comes first. And I get it. Society isn't caught up with it and society doesn't respect mental health as much as they do like physical health. But like, fuck it, bro. Like, I'm not going to sacrifice my mental health just because social attitudes haven't caught up yet. Do what you oh, yeah. need to do. Yeah, because it, let, let them fire you. You'll find a job that's better for you anyways. Like, fuck mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I was actually going to ask you about the mania content creation because I was like, I feel like I know what that is, but I was going to ask. And now I'm like, all right, I already answered that. <laughs> but it's true. Like I it was two days ago after like a week of being like, I really don't feel like doing crap. Mm-hmm. I'm going through all this personal stuff. I just mm-hmm. sit down and I crank out like 14 posts. I schedule them. They're amazing content. Like I'm reading yeah. it. I'm like, this is not even me. <laughs> Like, girl, you did that. Okay. Yeah, right. you, you look back, like, when you're kind of, like, leveled out. I say it, like, when uh, the synapses are, you know, doing their thing and they're balanced or whatever the fuck. Like, either the inhibitors are inhibiting or, <laughs> or like, they're sucking it back, doing what they need to do. Whatever gets you balanced, right? And you look back on the content that you created and you're like, oh, my God, like you did that girl like ooh, who ooh, am I <laughs> this is amazing like you can't really it's all a blur really right yeah. it's, it's kind of a blur and you kind of don't really remember that much how or what you were thinking but when you are you experience a little bit more clarity you're like damn like I did that and I don't know I feel like it's a superpower I don't yeah. think that there's that there's it's something sh- that should be looked down upon i feel like i'm probably the most efficient person i know as far as work and time management goes because like honestly uh i can be out 21 out of 30 days in a month and i'm still making up all of that work i'm still doing all of the work that i'm supposed to do that month you know hitting all of my goals and i just don't I don't know. I've never heard of a non-neurotypical person to be able to do that. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not bragging, but I'm kind of humble bragging. <laughs> like, I mean, I think it's like, it's a strength. I, I really do look at it as a strength. I'm like, yeah, like, I think it's kind of badass that when your brain's like not with it, it's not with it. But when it's ready to go, it's like so much more efficient than everybody else's, which is really fucking badass. Hell yeah. I use my anxiety to my advantage all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm anxious. All right. Guess we're going to clean the house. It's going to look beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Works every time. And then you feel better afterwards too. Like when you just yeah. embrace it and you're like, I don't have to change who I am. I don't have to change how I am. I got a good managed system going. I got mm-hmm. this. You embrace it and your life is like going to flourish. It's going to be crazy. Um, let's see. Damn, we're already like answering all these questions. And just- <laughs> <laughs> we're killing it. I love yeah, it. I know, right? Like <laughs> I ask one question and it like answers like five of them. I'm like. I'm like, I'm a jabber jaw, dude. I've literally been I talking it, though. for nine months, so. I freaking love it. Like sometimes like when people get on podcasts, I feel like they shut down and that's totally cool too, you know, like to answer no, like one worded answers, but it's, it's cool to like have like a, especially with all these interviews, it's cool to have people who do like a medium, uh, not as much talking and then like a little bit more talking. I'm the same way as you. I'm like, don't ask me a question unless you got like 20 minutes. Like, Okay. <laughs> We're going to do things. Yeah, We're right. going to touch on points. Shoot up. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm actually like trying to help my audience create kind of like their own affirmative playlist. Like I have different um, TV shows, books, songs, podcasts that I listen to whenever I feel like kind of low, 
Do you have like a specific, you know, like song or book or podcast that you're just well, like, I'm, let me, let me, let me, <laughs> you're like, I got 50. Here. Which one you want? <laughs> let me go ahead and pull up my Apple music, get to these playlists. Let's roll. Okay. So if you like house music, I am a huge fan of Alina Barraz. Now there is this one song called fantasy. You can download all of the different remixes, but there this, I feel like this is a great motivational song for people that are manifesting a lot of money or manifesting a vacation, manifesting like something that they really want, right? Because in the song, she's talking about going off to a, a, a secret island, blah, 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 blah. And it used to be my workout song. <laughs> I used to say in my mind, girl, and nobody's going to scoop you off and take you to no island. <laughs> If you can't do these push-ups, let's go. Like, we're about to be swinging from trees. Like, we need to be able to do this thing. Um, there's obviously the the pretty, um, I don't know, like, obvious um, inspirational songs. Um, I love Broken Clocks by SZA. It's a really great song about um it's a really great song about growing up and how and failure and being okay with failure and like she wrote that song when she was homeless and living out of her car and like it it just really chronicles like yo like she really was like stepping out on faith during that time like i mean doing what she had to do to make money to make that thing her dream work and i've definitely been in that spot i've definitely been in that spot um the universe will humble you sometimes get you back to center um and i definitely recommend broken clocks if you're in that phase okay <laughs> like uh, it's great another great coming of age song um if you want to go go back back if you like colby kelly Okay, I love oh. her girl. Okay, uh, she has this song called Older, and it's all about like you know getting older and how like you lose some friends along the way, and I definitely uh, relate to that. But how you know it it teaches you uh, who you are and you blossom and you become who you're supposed to be, and so just embrace it. Um, but yeah, I love I love those songs. Those are really great songs. And I definitely kind of pick out those um, transitional songs because I think that everyone does the motivational, like, I'm going to get there, I'm going to get there. But like nobody like talks about the inspiration that can come in between, the transition. Like, I mean, some of my best ideas have come when I was like dead broke and like really just like fucked up. Like my, 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 my surroundings were shit. Like it just was not clicking. And, um, you know, I feel like during those times I have gotten a chance to really just be with myself and, and understand what I want. What do I want in this life? And what do I want to produce? And what do I want to do? And, um, yeah because i think honestly sometimes once when you make it you you stop being you stop taking as many risks and i don't ever want to i don't ever want to play it safe 
I always want to um, take risks. I always want to kind of live on the edge. And so I really like those transitional songs. I think that they're really great inspirational songs. Uh, you don't have to have it all together, but it's going to come together. You're going to break down and then you're going to build back up. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm like kind of short ears. Like you can only see like my fingertips. It's like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> Fast fingers, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we get to hear about drum roll the amazing, not another bundle course, which is gonna blow your mind, guys, because it's blowing mine. I want to hear all things about this. Okay. Um, speaking of like inspiration, okay, so I literally came up with the idea of this while I was skating and I was um, listening to my inspirational playlist. So that is the thing to do, guys, like literally take some time in your business to um, imagine and um, I don't know, just take yourself out of the muck of things and um, comparison and looking at what everyone else is doing and um, think about what you want to do. Okay, so um, Not Another Bundle is a full startup system for women who are wanting to build online businesses. It includes an eight module video course series, 16 digital tools that help you actually build your business, and then the best part, um, lifetime access to a business accelerator program. Uh, that is going to give you access to other people that are building their businesses at the same time. We're going to match you up with accountability partners. There's group coaching calls every month. And um, there's an eight-month curriculum that ends in a startup pitch competition where the winner wins $500. Um, and it's really super cool. I'm super excited about the bundle. We're in pre-sale right now. And I'm, I'm just really excited more than anything for doors to close on January 30th. So I can just like love on all of the women and, and learn about their businesses because that's just my favorite thing to do. Um, what I've found in business is, is that women are always creating a solution to their problems that they've gone through in business. And I think that that's such a beautiful thing. So I um, love that my path has led me to a point where I can invest and I can be a vehicle um, for investment in those women and their dreams. So right now, Not Another Bundle is on pre-sale for $97. Um, you save $100. Yes, $97. It's crazy. And I know, <laughs> I know like, my, coaches, my coaches, all of my people said you're crazy as hell. But there's a reason why the price is so low. And it's because I started my business with $20. And I, I, I think that the best ideas come from broke people. And I want to work with them. I want to work with them. So um, the bundle, um, general sale price is $197. Pre-sale is $97 um, right now. Um, and then if you get in a pre-sale, you get a free digital planner and uh, a complimentary one-to-one -one strategy session with me where I get to um, get in there and really look at your stuff and help you to um, just make all of your dreams come true because that's what I'm here for, guys. I'm your, I'm your business fairy. <laughs> business fairy. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> 
she's your fairy godmother for your business. Yes. <laughs> she's just gonna bippity boppity boo you to success. Boom. Oh yeah. He's gonna like come after me now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. That sounds like I already knew it was amazing, but now you just have me sitting over here like. I know. I love it. I'm. I'm already excited. Give me your monies. I know. I know. <laughs> Love it. All right. So I really appreciate your time here, guys. And again, um, her Instagram is going to be down in the show notes. And it's uh, Bold Babes Co. Just in case, like, I don't know. It's not yes, there. Yes, everything's at Bold Babes Co. All of the social media platforms. We're All on the social medias. Just yes. look, look, Google Bold Babes Co. and you will see Google her. Google's, guys. <laughs> <Just> the Google. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And I will see you guys next time.